You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. We're going around the world in 60 seconds. Father James Martin Pro LGBTQ joint, jointly praised Pope Civil Union remarks. Jesuit priest Father James Martin praises Pope Francis' apparent support of same-sex civil unions. Loser! U.S. Cardinal states that Joe Biden's position on life, marriage, family are not correct. Cardinal Raymond Burke laid out the hierarchy of issues that should be topmost in Catholic voters' minds on election night, highlighting how Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's record is not correct. Cardinal is a hero. Trump administration demands UN make course correction on abortion. The Trump administration's John Barsa has sent a scathing letter to the UN secretary for allowing UN experts to promote abortion. The Trump is getting it done. Girl Scouts remove political tweet congratulating Amy Coney Barrett. After an uproar from leftists on social media, the Girl Scouts removed a tweet congratulating Amy Coney Barrett on her appointment at the Supreme Court. And I'm not buying any cookies this year. Biden touts inspiration for Catholic faith despite abortion and religious freedom positions. Joe Biden said this week that his Catholic faith motivates his political career and underpins his plan for governing, but did not mention his support for abortion or world in 60 seconds. Woo! Yeah! Here we come! It's time <laughs> for Catholic Lives Matter. Matter. We're going on the Miracle Mile today. Yeah, we got... Uh, we got our Sons of Thunder contributor, uh, Eric Lowe. You heard his story, his conversion story last week. And uh, he has now become an official. After we had so much mail come in, fan mail, and I mean, I mean, just the posts, and we just said, "This guy's got to be a regular." Why isn't this guy on every single time? They were saying he's a natural on air, and so, as you uh, can probably tell, everyone over the over the years, we have developed different segments. Uh, Father Josh and I are writing our own show now, completely, and we have uh, begun to build a contributor group in which we're having uh, these regular contributors come in uh, on a more regular basis, and we've gotten some really, really great feedback on it. So if you want to send in letters uh, to Real Presence commenting, uh, or emails, or Facebook, uh, contributors or segments or stuff that you'd like to hear. Heck, even if you're angry with us, we get a lot of that too. And that's fine. We can take it. We're the sons of thunder. <laughs> but on this segment of Catholic Lives Matter, we want to talk a little bit about, and we kind of summed up a little of this stuff with Bishop Kagan this morning, because between uh, the time that we wrote this show and last the, night and, yeah last <laughs> night and and the time the show aired this morning the vatican as we said earlier had come out uh and in fact clarified that the pope did not say what he did so i want to begin because we've got a lot of people that we mentioned um with with the scuttlebutt around it because i think the conversation now has changed uh really to obviously the spin of the fake news but i want to bring up uh, Father James Martin S.J. <laughs> uh, if anybody out there is listening, and I'm going to go on for a little bit here, uh, I'm sure that you have heard of a Father James Altman. Father James Altman uh, has some wonderful YouTube sermons that have been highly controversial. Uh, yeah, he's getting death threats. Yeah, fa- <laughs> That's Father- called highly controversial. Father James Altman was my neighbor 
uh, and dear friend at the Josephinum Pontifical Seminary, the other Pontifical Seminary, not in Rome, that nobody knows anything about, but very, <laughs> very, very good seminary nonetheless. Uh, and so the reason why my dear friend, Father Jim Altman, is getting the pushback that he is, is because Father James Martin, SJ, pro-LGBTQ, uh, crazy, 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 I don't even want to, I'll just say crazy priest. Charity, brother, oh, charity. Staying charitable <laughs> to, to my fellow brother in, in, in Christ. I uh, saw that once he hit 500,000, of which he had mentioned Father James Martin in, in, in some of his homilies, started a grassroots movement against Father Jim Altman in which he began to smear him because Father <laughs> Martin uh, has tremendous resources and is supporting um, all of the wrong things. And so I realize uh, it's probably a scandal to see priests um, oppose each other, but I, I just think something needs to be said about Father James Martin, that he is on the wrong side of the equation. And he is wrong about what the Pope said. And mark my words, this man will continue uh, to spin that narrative of what now we know to be false, uh, what Pope Francis says, because this man is totally uh, for the things that that are anti uh, the Catholic faith. And I don't mind saying that. I think that needs clarity. So uh, moving on then to Cardinal Burke real quick. And we can contrast these in a second. Uh, but Cardinal Burke, who is a good friend of Bishop Kagan, was in the same class as Bishop Kagan, has, here has been Bismarck. out to the Diocese of Bismarck to do retreats. He is a fine, fine man and a very holy man. Him and Archbishop Vigano right now have been fighting in a tremendous uh, frontline war, uh, even within the church. Uh, but they are good resources, everybody, for people to, especially Cardinal Burke, to get online and listen. This man is a sober canonist. They say the best canon lawyer in the world. He's very uh, true to the Catholic faith and has come out um, and, and, in fact, clarified Catholic candidates' positions. So if you want to know what's going on, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about where Catholics in politics stand in accordance to their faith. Cardinal Burke uh, is, in fact, um, the, the person to go read because he's being very honest about it and is unabashed. Now, the questions that I have for you two today are, are this. Number one, when, let's start with the church. We can, we can get in, and some of it crosses over a little bit. But when we see... And they tell us that we're, we're not able to use any names, but we all know who they are. When we see Catholic politicians, people that claim to be Catholic, that are publicly saying they're Catholic, or for that matter, priests, that are obviously ordained, that are claiming to be spokesmen of the truth, when we see both those, really, people in power, not representing Christ and not representing the Catholic faith. You're hearing a bell in the background. That's because we're here at St. Mary Central High School in Bismarck. Always so kindly hosts us. But when we see people like that abusing their Catholic faith, you know, what does that say, Eric, to the Catholic lay people like yourself? How do you feel about that? Well, it, it really honestly is um, It's uh, depressing. You know, it, it, there, there's a good and there's a bad. 
you know, and then just like that uh, that judge that just got sworn in. Amy Comey Barrett. Uh, yes, just how honorable a person she is. Unbelievable. And that's the kind of people you want running your country and judging your people, you know, and being, you know, just so humble of heart. But look, what party completely, every, every single Democrat or whatnot voted against her. Yeah. Why? Exactly. Why why would you not why wouldn't it have been unanimous decision right there? And the interesting part about what you bring up, and this is not election material, this is just simply public knowledge, that we had Catholic politicians that were voting against her confirmation that claimed to be Catholic when we are seeing a real Catholic in motion. And I wanna say I wanna say what I said earlier again, that Amy Comey Barrett is an absolute icon of the Catholic faith, uh, real motherhood, uh, r- uh, being a good Catholic wife. I mean, the full package. Of I her. think she even has adopted kids, and what I mean, she's adopted what two from Haiti, and yeah, she I has mean, a Down syndrome child. Yeah, I mean, and it, who isn't that honorable? Yeah, and we can't even our Catholic Catholics cannot support, cannot show up to support. Someone of that caliber, I think, is an absolute disgrace. And as a priest, their behavior scandalizes me. Well, and, and the other thing, too, you have to really realize here, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of talk about race and inequality and women's rights and all this stuff that's going on. But if you look, I was watching a, 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 a swearing-in ceremony. You have, <laughs> you have a woman, a married mother of, what, seven, uh, who is being sworn in. To the Supreme Court by Clarence Thomas. Another Catholic. Another Catholic. Black man. So you have race. You have discrimination of gender. You have it, It's all on display right in front of them. Everything that everybody's up in arms about is happening right in front of us. The, the, that she is becoming the, to the highest court in America with seven kids and, you know, adopted Down syndrome. And you have a man of... Of racial color, swearing her in. It came from nothing. It came from nothing. And and, and you have people exploding that there's something wrong with this. When when is it going to be good enough? That's the question. When are we going to sit back and say, oh, now we've met that criteria? That, 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 yes, okay, now race and inequality, it's all, it was there. It was right there. And we had the left saying it's the darkest day in America. It reminds me of when... Uh, you know, with the whole environmental stuff, <clears throat> Pope Benedict changed the entire Vatican City to uh, to green. So he went, he made it green in like one year, cost sixty thousand euro, and then that was it. So it was like, okay, can we get back to abortion now? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, all of these spins of the devil uh, that are supposedly, you know, the Catholic Church is against all of this stuff. Or then again, getting back to these quote unquote Catholic representatives. Um, who do not represent the Catholic faith, spinning the social justice issues, ignoring the main ones, and God keeps coming back, literally making fools of these people over and over and over again, and fulfilling, I mean, as Father Josh was saying, it, in that moment, all of their, you know, the criteria of their narrative of what they've been pushing now through the civil rights movement, from gender equality movement, all of that stuff is, boom, right there in front of them. And nobody shows up to it because 
it really doesn't fit what they're looking for. They don't care about any of this stuff. All they care about is power. And I would go. I would even further go on to say demonic power. In was, my, that, was that Lindsey Graham? Opinion. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid <laughs> that you ever get power because they wanted. I mean, who knows what they would do with it? But we see what's happening right now. And like I said earlier in the show, Amy Coney Barrett, everyone is an from a Catholic standpoint is a miracle. And yes, I'm going to admit. She very well may overturn Roe v. Wade along with Kavna and the rest of them. And I think that's great. I hope they overturn Roe v. Wade. At least they just put it back to the states. uh, Anything. It would just be be absolutely amazing. So I want to move back, though, into uh, where we sit with the church. You know, and getting back to Wolfman Jack's comments um, during Straight Talk with the Brothers, that it does kind of spill into Catholic Lives Matter. The fact of the matter is that... We're in the world, not of the world, right? Um, there is sort of a political element. We've got to get out there and vote. We've got to support those who represent our beliefs um, you know, the most. But at the end of the day, one thing that we absolutely have to be doing is praying, being authentic to our faith, and being a witness right now in the world. And so, Eric, if you could just speak maybe just a little bit to, to that. Like, in your daily life... How do you witness, just on a normal level, to your Catholic faith? Um, well, I guess just, uh, first of all, loving my neighbors, loving my brothers, you know, and it just, uh, and that's one thing, too, is uh, with our faith and whatnot, it's just being there for other people and whatnot, too, and, you know, just everything like the Bible says about, you know, and just... Do you find it hard to talk about religion with you know, normal folks out in the world, whether it be your job, social group? Um, well, no, no, actually, you know where I work, you know, and, and it just, I'm very lucky and blessed. Uh, my, Blue collar. Yeah. <laughs> we are, our, the guy that runs it is very Catholic and loves God, and we talk about God and the saints every day. So I'm lucky and blessed there. My family, same thing. I mean, we, we all love God. We love yeah, we love all the blessings and gifts that we've we've been blessed with, you know. And then, um, no, it's just and good. Even the friends that I have, the brothers, such as you two knuckleheads, <laughs> yeah, I can always talk talk about God with. I have a, I have a good strong support. You how know? about how about this? You know, I mean, if if you guys weren't listening last time, uh, Eric had a, a, a stint in prison and uh, and had a huge conversion while he was in there. Did, you know, you, you talk a lot about, you know, learning about the catechism and, and taking those classes and now even taking what you learned. This is, I mean, it's really incredible what you learned in prison and <clears throat> applying it to your Catholic faith and even teaching, you know, within your local parish. What about guys in prison? You know, like, how is, how, what does evangelization look like there? Well, you know, there's a, it's easy to be sober there. It's easy to, you know, whatever, because there's nothing there for right. the most part. I mean, I mean, maybe ground it's somewhere, someplace, there's something. But uh, it's easy to do well there. I mean, you, but you can fall into the negative. There's the guys that are in and out of the hole. They're in and always telling the guards. I mean, you can, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be that guy that goes, you know, wants to go to the hole? Do I want to get a write-up, blah, blah, blah? Or do I want to be respected by the... um by the guards and treat them like people because you know actually they're there to get trying to get a paycheck to pay pay feed their families and whatnot and you, you, i actually talk more with them probably than i did with a lot of the inmates but um thing is they're all 
they want the best for every 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 person there. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they all have such strong beliefs. The majority of them and whatnot too. And I mean, it's just so. Uh, but no, it's all a choice. It's a choice out here. It's a choice in there. But how do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be known as? And, and that's I, really that's important too. Because I mean, we're talking this whole show. <laughs> we're talking about is that it all comes down to choice. <clears throat> that you know, are are you going to choose? To be a Republican, you're going to choose to be a Democrat. You're going to choose to be a Christian, yeah. because in the end, if, if if you're choosing to, and that's kind of been, you know, we always kind of have these threads, and sometimes we have them right at the beginning. Sometimes they kind of emerge. I think this one has really emerged. Um, this the elections tomorrow, and you know, is it is it going to be red? Is it going to be blue? Or is it going to be God? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that in the end, that's what's going <clears> to <throat> save the nation. That's been our point all along. It's what saved you. Um, and it's what's going to save America. You know, in a, re- in a very real way, you know, having heard your story, Eric, and, and watching, you know, r- sort of what prison did for you, cleaned you up and brought you into the faith and created a whole new person. I I'm, know I'm, I've been through my own conversion back in the day. But when you look at the United States of America, I mean, here you have, like, in, a, in, in its birth, right, this, this, let's just call it a beautiful child of God. I mean, this is, like, the home of the free in which... The original separation and meaning of church and state meant that uh, that 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 not that religion wasn't going to control government, but that the government was not going to get in control of religion because exactly. that's what they were fighting over in England. And so, just this blossoming of culture and you know innovation and economy and and freedom and faith and family and I mean this goes on you know for a long time. And then we arrive in this modern last hundred years, of which I've been, you know, lamenting the last hundred years for some time, but it's almost as if it was just demonically attacked. And so that happens to people, right? I mean, you think about, you know, you're raising a child and you have your beautiful baby, you know, and then you have the beautiful child and all of a sudden the child becomes a teenager and maybe things go a little bit awry and we get into stuff and, you know, boom, by the time we're in our twenties, whether it be we're spoiled because of our opulence or you know, we weren't formed correctly or we believed the wrong things, we get enslaved in drugs or whatever it might be, and boom, you know, it's just this mess, right? That's kind of an analogy to what's happening in the United States of America. You know, as it has grown, you know, through opulence and bad formation and, you know, bad leadership for sure, and I, I'm not even talking politics, I'm just talking out in the world. You know, I mean, we do bad teachers, bad, you know, even the scandal in the church, it's a mess, Right, and so the United States right now uh, is is not in a good place. It's almost that, it's almost as if it it needs some incarceration, right? You know, to pull this back and to say, okay, it's almost what happened to us during the depression. You know, what means more than anything? We are so caught up in so many meaningless pursuits. The fact of the matter is, God, and then more, boom, family. If you don't have those two things, and there are so many people I know that we meet that are so unbelievably isolated and alone that have nobody that loved them, and no one should have to live that way. And that's the reality of, of, of where we're at. And so I don't know what God's going to do, uh, but I do know that we are moving into some intense times, and tomorrow is going to be uh, an, an incredibly tense time. Yes, indeed. I, uh, yeah, as we're coming to the end of the show, I just keep thinking about where we're at. And as you were saying, the last 100 years, and the word that just keeps coming to me every time, you see the news, you see the ads, you see it's just ugly. 
It's just ugly. And if you look at, like, you know, medieval Europe, you know, if any of you have been to Europe, you go over to Italy, you go to France, you go in, and you see these magni- the magnificence of, of Europe. And that, that came because of Christianity. And I don't know why. And if, if you, it's really interesting, too. If, you're, if you go to Rome, you have, you know, St. Peter's Basilica, the old city of Rome, just the glories of the church and the beauty of Christianity. You go outside and where Mussolini tried to relocate uh, the center of Rome, and it's just ugly. It's mm-hmm. ugly. Uh, it's 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 fascist. It's blocky. It's it's just hard and ugly. And so I think what you know, if anything, we can take away is that Christianity brings beauty, brings compassion, brings peace, brings love. And I think Eric, you would say, I mean, if if you look at your life prior to Jesus and post Jesus. What would you say? Oh, it's just like a, for my CCD class, too. I have a picture of 90s Eric. His hair is all dreaded up and down, down past my shoulders and whatnot. I just thought I was real cool, and I showed them, and this is my life without Jesus. Hmm. And then look at me now. Which, which do I look more happy? You know, and, and it's just the thing is the people without Jesus are legion out there right now. So, all right, to finish this out, I am going to go on a little bit of a tangent as a Catholic priest in regards to. Oh boy! Uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> as, as and this Brace. is something new. Why don't we just make this a segment? <laughs> the tangent. Brace yourself, everybody. Yeah. So. I just have to say this because we, you know, we've been preaching about this, and th- this is the last time you're going to hear the Sons of Thunder really get political, at least before the election. <laughs> uh, and this is not a political endorsement either way. I don't care who you vote for. You're a free person. You can vote for whoever you want. You can support any political party you want. Uh, but I'm, as Bishop Kagan so well said in his letter to the Diocese of Bismarck, I think it applies to everybody. We all have a duty, uh, a God-given privilege in this country to get out and to vote. So please, do that. If you haven't done it already, do that. Secondly, outside of politics, forget about it. I just want to talk about these particular people who say that they are Catholic. As we said in our final part, Joe Biden this week, with his Catholic faith, motivates his political career, underpins his plan for governing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The same thing with Pelosi, the same thing with Kerry, the same thing with a whole pile of them. Folks, These people, as persons, support in policy abortion. They support same-sex marriage. They support things that are absolutely and totally anti-Christ. And so, regardless of how you feel about whatever party or whatever, I just want to make the simple clarification as we uh, finish out this show that these people do not live the Catholic faith at all. They support morally intrinsic evils and to uh support those evils means that you just don't you don't support the catholic faith and i'll leave it at that uh know of our prayers for all of you out there as we head into some crazy times uh and we love to bring you the truth of the gospel on our sons of thunder show and with that i'm going to send it off to eli our technical director Thanks, Father. We have a fantastic show coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Richard Kunst and Cindy Jennings, coming to you live from St. James Church in Duluth, Minnesota. They'll start off the show talking about a group for moms. Then it's straight talk with Father Richard Kunst and Dr. Tim Rich and Dr. David Ingbar will tell you about an exciting new discovery. All that and so much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's going to be right here on the Real Presence Radio Network tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
right back to you. Thank you, Eli. So tune in for all of that wonderful stuff. We want to thank the Miracle Mile for being on with us again. He's a regular <laughs> contributor. We also want to thank Wolfman Jack, Father Brandon Wolf for being on, and of course, uh, Bishop David Keg. And everyone, if you would uh, do the Sons of Thunder a favor and write into Real Presence commenting on how you feel about the show and most especially anything that you would like us to address or if you have actual show ideas, we are always... Uh, interested in expanding our repertoire within what we do here on Talk Radio. We uh, are in our third season and uh, absolutely love what we do with all of you. And we want to thank you for the comments. Father Josh and I were just talking uh, yesterday about it and how many times uh, somebody will walk by us wherever we're at and be like, Hey, what's up, Son of Thunder? <laughs> have no idea who you are, but they know who we are. Uh, and it's uh, I just it's, had to stop always, giving out autographs. That, yeah. was, that was a big thing. you know. I was signing hats and you know, right, rosaries, right. and then I just did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to thank uh, St. Mary's Central High School as we close out the show for hosting us once again. It's a beautiful high school in northern, northern Bismarck. If you have not considered Catholic education... Especially in the Diocese of Bismarck, we invite you... You are foolish. (laughs) Please consider Catholic Ed uh, in the Diocese of Bismarck as I... uh, Well, I happen to uh, be a part of the administrative uh, upper echelon. I'm telling you that there are... Uh, these schools now are second to none. They're not like the '90s, Eric, when we were here. But no, it's, this is uh, <laughs> it's we were <laughs> it's like in the ghettos back then. <laughs> so please check out our Catholic schools. Until next time, I'm Father Justin Waltz, and I'm Father Josh Waltz. Brothers in blood, brothers in the priesthood. God bless. Take care, and we will see you on our next show. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.